another episode of the Legends of Athletics podcast, and you know me, same host as always, because this is my show, um, <laughs> Justin Miller, and I got another great episode for you today. Um, I'm here with none other than Emily Littlejohn, um, and we're going to be talking about nutrition today. We're going to be talking about, you know, just how to eat right, what it takes to be a healthy eater, this, that, and the other. Of course, you guys know uh, me, I live here in the state of Mississippi. We are one of the, we are in the top five uh states for obesity and so of course we need change but you know that's a southern thing but um today you know we're gonna be talking about nutrition i'm versed in nutrition but i like to get somebody who's an expert in nutrition and so i feel like um you know where i could tell you about some nutritional things nutritional values like how to portion control things like that it's better to get somebody who practices this each and every day and works in this field and so i have a very very special guest of course each one of my guests that i have i say is special but somebody that i've known for a little while uh and we also you know get the chance to go to church and commune together at church together because i do get to, to get to see this person a couple times a week not like that but you know do get, do get to go to church uh, <laughs> a couple times a weekend um and see this person but um, none other than Emily Littlejohn, and I'm going to let her introduce herself because I don't like messing up people's intro, so here you go. Appreciate it. So, glad to be here <laughs> on the podcast. Um, so, I'm the um, outpatient dietitian um, for the Wellness Center um, here in Tupelo. Um, so, I counsel people every day about making behavior changes, making healthier choices, Um and, and working towards um, towards their goal, whether it's, you know, to come off of medication or just to lose weight, to feel better, whatever it is. Um, so that's pretty much what I do every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So, Emily, we'll, we'll just go dig deep into this, this episode. And I'm, the first question I'm going to ask you, of course, is just a general question. What's the importance of overall um, good nutrition, just overall nutrition in general? So a lot of people don't realize how much food affects you and how mm. you feel. Um, so like I was, one of my clients today was telling me how um, tired she feels all day, every day, but she just eats sweets and yeah. junk. <laughs> and and um, so a lot of times we don't realize how much it, it really does affect us, even if it's a short-term or a long-term thing. Mm. Um, as far as you know, eating things that are not as healthy for you, but um, the difference it makes to eat, you know, more diverse nutrients mm-hmm. and and more, um, you know, those healthier mm-hmm. foods. Those nutrient dense foods. That's right. Um, I'm thinking about it from a standpoint when you said that of uh, like whenever. I guess conditioning <laughs> conditioning um, affects us as well. Um, Cause I know, like being a kid, you know, growing up, of course, like me, I didn't like eating vegetables and mm-hmm. things like that. So, right. So, getting McDonald's and things like that. Um, not that I ate that all the time, but uh, fried foods and things like that was was the alternative, or <clears throat> usually the thing that I was driven to more so than eating the leafy greens or you know making sure my plate was colorful, things like that. So, how much? of a role does conditioning play because i know like even with making a happy plate i mean yeah. that's just yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing that we always talk about in the south like making a happy plate so make sure, you sure. Eat everything that's on that's served on that plate regardless if it's a small amount or a large amount just make sure you clean it up so how much how what effect does that have as far as so that's a huge effect because mm-hmm. if you're 
if you grow up and, you know, your parents are like, you can't get out, you know, you can't have mm-hmm. dessert, you can't leave the table till you mm-hmm. finish your plate, that happy plate yeah. mentality, like, you definitely continue that throughout the rest of your life. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a habit that you get into or even, like, eating fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk to people about eating fast all the time because... If you're slowing down, you're enjoying your food more, yeah. and then you're less likely to eat so much. But, you know, in school, they're like, okay, you yeah, get you 20 minutes, yeah, so you're like, you have to eat yeah. super fast. So you kind of have to retrain your brain from some of those things. And then if you grow up and you don't eat a whole lot of, you know, different fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. or you kind of have a limited palate, you know, that continues to go with you. But your taste does change over time. So, mm-hmm. you know, trying to reintroduce or try those different fruits or vegetables or whatever it is in different ways um, can help you kind of expand that palate too. Yeah, and I, I feel like like what you're saying with the palate is like I've gotten older and I've learned to, which like now I got to do it myself, but <laughs> I've learned to listen to my body as far as like if I need greens or if I need, you know, carrots or what whatever, like um, just learning to listen to my body as far as what I want to eat because it's one thing to feel hunger and it's another thing to actually be hungry. Right. Um, right. And, it's another, and it's also, you know, when we make these choices, like each time we sit down at the table and eat. So when we eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever, we have to make a conscious choice mm-hmm. to to eat the things that are that are good for us, not just uh, not just satiating, not just you know tasting very very good, but the things that are, that'll be um, be beneficial to us. Because like you said, you know, feeling sluggish throughout the day, feeling mm-hmm. tired at a certain point in the day, all has an effect on you know what it is that we eat, what it is that we take into our body, um, what is it that we're consuming. And I know for me, I'm a big sweets eater, so mm-hmm. I like uh, I like sweets and things like that. But I also know that. I can't eat that for the rest of my life and expect to have good health and longevity right. with it. Um, I mean, I don't know if you want to add to that. But. Yeah, I mean, I definitely try and counsel uh, my clients to take kind of a, a mindful eating approach to it so you can enjoy those those sweets or, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of richer foods that are a little bit higher in fat, a little bit higher in sugar. Mm-hmm. Um you can work those into your diet as long as it's surrounded by, you know, those healthier, um, you know, more non-starchy vegetables, mm-hmm. the leaner meats, that kind of thing. You can definitely work that in to a healthy diet. And then also on top of that, when you do eat those um, richer foods, trying to be more mindful when you do eat it. So mm-hmm. paying attention like, okay, am I still hungry? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and not eating past that full point to where you're miserable and, mm-hmm. um and that's where that like you know weight problems happen and you know mm-hmm. you get used to just overeating and, and that kind of thing and then also uh don't carbs burn pretty fast yeah so like the simple carbohydrates mm-hmm. they burn up really quick and what happens is you get in this cycle like you eat you know say you wake up you eat some pop tarts for breakfast mm-hmm. you burn through that sugar super quick so you drop and then you're starving by like 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and um, you eat something else usually high yeah. in sugar because yeah. you're craving that sugar it just puts you on this um, sugar craving cycle mm-hmm. um, so then you just keep um, craving this and eating them to get that quick energy mm-hmm. that burns up then again yeah. um, so it's not really stable so it does burn up pretty quick rather than having like some fiber and 
and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I would say, too, um, I'm thinking of the American diet, um, yeah. the way we're scheduled is, like, breakfast. Like, anybody that works or most people that work eats, eat breakfast between 6 to 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. I, I would say uh, 6 to 8 o'clock, and then you have lunch somewhere between 11 and 1, and then you eat again from 5 or 6 in the afternoon. And the time, the window of opportunity between each one of those is very short. Right. Um, I mean, and it takes it takes time for your food to digest, but you have to, you know, understand too, like you said, what, what you're eating and understand, you know, that, that craving. Because I do know, like, when I eat very simple, uh, like I said, simple carbs and starches and things like that, like, it's... I feel hungry like right after. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I right. never it's like I never ate and so it's easy exactly. to overconsume and hurt yourself <laughs> in that in that's that uh, respect. So what would you say the importance of recognizing um your uh, your relation to food, like having a good relationship with food? Because I know <clears throat> again, I'm using myself for an example. Um, if I'm very stressed, I'm eating more mm-hmm. and I'm talking like unconsciously eating. Yeah. And um if I'm, you know, like, I just say, we'll say stress is a thing that, that causes me to eat more. Um, and I know some people have an unhealthy relationship with food as far as, far as like I said, just growing up, making happy plates. And then um, some people not eating as much because maybe your family puts the pressure on being mm-hmm. thin um, or being having the look of being fit. And, of course, you know, if anybody ever heard me say this, uh, people that work with me heard me say this, there is a such thing as being skinny fat. Mm-hmm. And there is a such thing as being uh, plump and healthy. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the look is one thing, but, you know, what what would you say as far as, like, building a good relationship with food? Like, how do you um, – a healthy relationship, I, I think, would be a better word. How, so, how could we go about doing that? So, probably starting in a place that you would least think that you would hear me say this. So, like – starting by allowing yourself to eat whatever you want Mm -hmm. so you have that food freedom um so food is no longer a good or bad so hey y'all we in emily's office so y'all might hear some some yeah there's some crazy noises (laughs) (laughs) um but um no more like good versus bad food Mm -hmm. because when you have that kind of mentality you think um okay well I was bad Mm -hmm. or I was good today. So then that means I can be bad later. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we kind of, we like to think of it as on and off. Mm -hmm. Whereas really it's, it's not just on and off. Okay. You eat a cupcake. Yeah. I mean, life goes on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, you don't want to eat a cupcake or 12 cupcakes every day. Yeah. That's not going to give you probably the look that you want or the results that you want, but um, you can work it into your into your diet. So having those um, no good food versus bad food, mm-hmm. um, and, and then not um, like punishing yourself about that. So if you're stressed. I'll say that was gonna be the next thing. Yeah, yeah. so if you're stressed and you're like, okay, so this cookie, you know, in our minds we're like, well, this will make us feel better. Mm-hmm. So we grab that cookie and then you're like, dang it, I shouldn't have eaten that cookie. Yeah. Now I feel worse and now I'm more stressed. And then yeah. you add more stress to your mm-hmm. stress on top of that. Um, so just realizing that it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you take like the stance of, okay, no good food versus bad food. Um, well, that might lead to like some 
overindulging mm-hmm. because if you've used if you've been used to not eating certain things because it was quote bad or whatever mm-hmm. or you know not as healthy um then it might lead to some overindulging if you give yourself that freedom but you're going to get to a point where okay that's no longer special mm-hmm. so when you make that food not special it's 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 not special so yeah. you don't have to have it Mm-hmm. As often, so it can be there without it being so tempting. Yeah, and um, that was, that's my thing too. Like, don't be. I tell you know, I don't do personal training too much, but when I do uh, help some people, it's more so like don't be a party pooper either. Like, don't restrict yourself to the point that you can't have fun at a social gathering. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to meal prepping, like by a long shot, because it keeps you on track. But at the same time, if you have an event or something coming up, like unless you're a bodybuilder or somebody going for an extreme result or extreme goal, like one day is not going to kill you. Like, And then if you've been dieting for a while and you feel mundane or you feel like you're getting fatigued, then you probably do need a day to replenish yourself or refeed or, you know, have a day where you just indulge in maybe something like your favorite snack or your favorite meal one time or something like that. And if you look at a lot of these meals that we get offered, especially in fast food, like the calorie, the caloric intake in one meal is probably close to your daily, your <laughs> daily uh, recommendations, wouldn't you say? I guess, right. I guess you yeah, would say. Depending. Yeah, depending, um, yeah. If you like me, I know you. I know you hitting that in one <laughs> in one meal, and so you just got of stuck like Chuck after. Um, Emily, you said something real good, of, of course, about like not punishing yourself, making good food and bad food. Um, I know for me, and this is again, I wouldn't say follow this, but before I diet, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna tell everybody my <laughs> secret. Before I diet, I used to go on like a huge binge, and I'm talking about like. <laughs> Like, it's nasty. Like, it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> like, it's all of my favorite stuff. Like, I'm just talking. And I feel like crap before, like, I die. But it works for me. And so it's like, I know. <laughs> and I know it's not healthy. And you're probably like, you are crazy. <laughs> but, like, for me, I just feel like I'm like, well, I ain't going to get to eat this for, like, the next eight weeks. So I'm just about to, I'm just about to eat it. And, of course, it do, like, the first couple of days of dieting, it does make it harder. Like, the first week. Sometimes, too, it makes it harder, like, especially when I come off, like, sugars and stuff completely and all that stuff. But then, like, that's what works for me. But I know, like, once I change my mindset to diet, like, I'm not going to eat that stuff nowhere near as on a regular basis as I would, like, if I'm not. And um, for me, I guess I go, I approach it. And, Emily, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I, I don't mind. Uh, we will still be friends at the end. <laughs> um I kind of approach dieting, like, throughout the year, I probably diet, like, twice a year. Like, I guess you would say kind of like the bodybuilding type of timeline. Like, I go on, like, an eight-week cut or a 12-week cut and then, like, just eat whatever I want for another <laughs> two to three months and then do that again. And it's kind of, I guess you would say, like, it's a an extended version of yo-yo dieting. Right. And, <laughs> and so, that's not healthy, but, I mean... <laughs> I don't know, like, for me, this is what works. And I think right now I kind of get away with it because I'm younger. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally what I was going to say. It's like, you can get away with it now. Yeah. Because you're young, (laughs) um, so your metabolism will bounce back. But, you know, as you get older, it gets harder. Mm -hmm. Um, 
especially if you're in that <clears throat> same pattern. Um, but when you have, like, going back to the whole good food versus bad food, when you don't have that mindset and think, okay, I'm not going to have this food for mm-hmm. X amount of weeks, yeah. so I'm going to just, like, <laughs> make myself sick on it. Yeah. Um, so that actually, like, sets your metabolism up for failure. Because mm-hmm. um, then you go, you know, you're eating large quantities. Mm-hmm. Of, of foods that should be in small yeah. quantities um, and then um, and then you don't have it for a while so actually that can um, manipulate your body composition so mm-hmm. you know it, it'll add more fat and then as you diet that actually you know you can decrease the fat but it mm-hmm. also takes some of the muscle too yeah I, I, I didn't feel that um, I think it was last time this last time yeah the last time I dieted uh, I was losing weight, but I was getting like softer, yeah. and I could tell like I was losing muscle, and I was like mad, right? Because um, it takes a lot to build muscle, and it don't take a lot to lose it, right? But um, definitely in all seriousness, like the older I, I have, like I'm 29 now, and so now I kind of realized that once I'm dieting, I'm sorry y'all, I was leaning back in the chair, but um, I know it sounds different, but of course like dieting, um to do it gradually like over time mm-hmm. of course like you know don't just cut everything cold turkey um i know whenever i did cut everything cold turkey i did get great results which was about i think two years ago i did the my 60 challenge for some of y'all that will follow me on facebook and i recorded it for like 60 days straight and the first week or so <laughs> like if anybody out there has ever like like completely cut sugars and came off of sugars like you probably know what i'm about to talk about like the headache that's behind that sits behind like your left eye is so terrible and bad like you it puts you in a bad mood and you don't want to talk to people and stuff like that and i'm just be honest <laughs> i'm gonna be honest unless you're being extreme again don't like just completely cut everything out of your diet and just go into the bodybuilding world where you about to kill everybody. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, just I mean, if you if you like, of course, I think like you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I know when we eat foods that we like that are very satiating, that we get a dopamine response, mm-hmm. which is what causes the pleasure yeah, in our brain. Yeah, you just foods. that yeah. right then, but it goes away as quick as it comes. Right. But whenever we lose weight. And I just want to, I want to know, like, this is a person that's saying none of we got scripted, but <laughs> do you, like, does a person's brain, like, I guess, like, the, not the construct, but, like, a person change, like, with weight loss? Because, like, some people, I know, of course, the confidence goes up, mm-hmm. and some people may act different, whatever, but does it have any effect on, like, your, I guess, the mental state of a person? Um, I would say it, it would have to. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, the for sure science-backed answer mm-hmm. of that, but, like, you know, your confidence is up. You do feel better mm-hmm. overall. Um, you know, you just have that, like, when you eat just junk. Like, I think of, mm-hmm. like, going on road trips and you've just had, like, all you've had is fast food or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like, you just didn't have access to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the freshest food. But you just feel so slow and sluggish and mm-hmm. not... Um, as mentally sharp mm-hmm. as you could be 
Um, and then of course, like your, your like just your whole re- body's response to everything is just much slower. Yeah, and I was gonna say too, it, it does affect your uh, your performance. Like mm-hmm. I know as far as like athletics and even overall, just general public, but. Like, your performance, like, I know in athletics, like, you can tell <laughs> whenever you're eating good versus when you're not. Right. Because your body, you just feel it. I mean, even if you lift weights every day or you, you know, run every day, whatever, you just feel the difference in, you know, eating quality foods versus eating not-so-quality flu- mm-hmm. foods. Um, which brings on to my next question. Can a balanced diet be obtained at a reasonable price? Like, people say that eating healthy is expensive right i don't think it is i think i don't i think it is but i don't think it is like yeah. i feel like if you know how to navigate your way through right. it you can start on the low end and then work your way up to the high end but i'm actually i'm <laughs> going to actually I'm the low end of healthy yeah versus the high end of healthy so well i mean there's definitely ways to get around the price i can see where people are like man it's so expensive mm-hmm. for me to eat healthy because you know it's just a lot more expensive, and then if I buy a lot of fruits and vegetables, they go mm-hmm. bad before I get to them and whatever. Um, so there are some ways to get around that. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely buy in season. Um, that's a huge one. Like one thing can for... You, yeah, I was say, can you explain it a little, yeah, little yeah. deeper? So like, like blueberries. So back when they were in season, like in the summer, they were like a pint for a dollar, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I bought like four of those one week and washed them, put them in the freezer because now they're like half a pint for $3. Mm-hmm. So if I still want to eat blueberries that taste decent, yeah, then I'd have to, you know, pull from, hey, yeah. you know, the you stock. Pay, yeah, you pay an extra too. Yeah, and you're paying more. For, for less. Right. You pay extra for less. Or frozen. So I use a lot of frozen. Mm-hmm. And usually... Um, a lot of times they're right after it's picked, it's frozen. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of more nutrient dense than um, than your fresh. See, I never knew that. Yeah. So it, like, cause after something's picked, it just like slowly mm-hmm. starts to get less nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so the frozen is sometimes a better option. What about cooking vegetables? What can you that? can you destroy like the nutrients in vegetables? By yeah, cooking? I mean it's gonna cook some of them out but mm-hmm. you're still gonna get a lot of benefits from them do you get more benefits from like i'm not trying to but do you get more <laughs> benefits from eating raw vegetables than cooking? yeah them? for sure because okay. you're getting more nutrients and more fiber yeah definitely um than you do because you that fire when it's cooked a lot of the fibers kind of okay softened i was just wondering um because i eat raw vegetables yeah um because i don't know how to cook them <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I know, like, when I think about some alternatives, like, I'm a meat eater, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, I'm not <laughs> vegan by a stretch, but, um, like, if you look in for chicken, for instance, like, now they have chicken where, um, you can buy it, like, ground chicken, mm-hmm. which is a lot less than the, um, chicken breast or chicken tenderloins or things like that. Right. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking for something, like, just very basic, that's one that I can think of off mm-hmm. the top. Um... I mean, or it, even like canned chicken. Yeah, I mean that's it's lean and it's cheap. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it comes from a can, but it's yeah. lean and it's cheap. Yeah, I mean because you gotta get protein. started. Yeah, you gotta get started somewhere. Tuna right. is another great one too. Right. 
Um, I know whenever I do diet, tuna is my best friend. Like, mm -hmm. I ain't going to say that the taste <laughs> is the greatest, but it's good. I mean, as far as protein goes and, like, just getting all your, your macronutrients goes. Right. Um, and also with tuna, it's very convenient to take with you if you have to go anywhere. Um, and you can do a lot, a lot with it, more than what you probably think. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Um, those are two I can think of just mm -hmm. off the top of my head. I mean, of course, y'all know I like meat, so I can I can give you the meat choices. Um, but yeah, make sure you. Oh yeah, with tuna, I forgot. Like, don't eat too much of it, cause cause yeah, that mercury. Yeah, always go get... for the in the water and then the light. Mm -hmm. Like some of them say light has yeah. less mercury. Yeah, I used to eat light. That's good. Man, look, that's why. I'm... See, See that's why I talk to people <laughs> that know <laughs> that know. Like I, I know, but I like to I like to be uh backed sometimes by, you know, what I do know. So how can we practice portion control? Like what's a pro appropriate portion size? So like one simple method that can help you. So like if you just look at your hand, mm -hmm. your hand was made for your body, my hand was made for my body. So mm -hmm. that's kind of like just a good kind of um Kind of rule of thumb, I guess. You Is it just say. the whole hand or the like... whole hand? So like, basically, if it's a carbohydrate, like the size of your hand. Mm -hmm. So, a good kind of rule of thumb is like a half a cup. Yeah, I'm looking at Emily's hand right now. So yeah. <laughs> if y'all were y'all be laughing. My little, my little <laughs> half a cup is much smaller than your half a cup. Yeah. So that's why it like fits your body. Mm -hmm. So like that would be like a starchy vegetable. Mm -hmm. Because here in the South, you know, we love our peas, yeah. beans, potatoes, yeah. <laughs> corn. Um, so that would be an example of that. Mm -hmm. um, some really good methods to help with the portion control, use a smaller plate. It really becomes a mind game, and mm -hmm. I talk about this with my clients all the time. If you have a big plate and you see a lot of empty space on that plate, to fill that bad boy up. you're filling it up. <laughs> or if you're trying to be like, okay, here's my little half a cup and putting yeah. that on there, then you're going, uh, your it brain looks, looks at it and it goes, so okay, depressing. I got gypped. Yeah, it looks so and like You're like, I'm already going back for seconds and yeah. I haven't even finished. Yeah. You know? So that can help. Or use like a bowl or a, a coffee mug. Mm -hmm. That can help too um, because there's less space to fill up. Mm -hmm. And if you, um, I know one thing that I use, if you have one or you can have access to one, um, I, I have a food scale, so I use it weigh all my food. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's, <laughs> yeah. if that's good, but I use it weigh, weigh uh, everything, um, especially when I'm trying to cut or whatever. Um, anyway, I know I'm taking a lot of your time, but what, um, what would you like, what would be your take as far as good health, um, paying attention to what to what we eat like how it responds to our body like i know some foods i eat i get bloated like mm -hmm. as soon as i eat them and i'll be bloated for like a day like right. even if i drink water like i'm still i'm still like bloated um some foods i eat of course they make you gassy some um just make you feel sluggish mm -hmm. uh some you can feel the energy boost um like how do you how like how important is it to for us to pay attention to our gut health with what we eat? Because some things that we like to eat aren't necessarily good for the body, like we right. kill ourselves. But <laughs> right. you know, how do we pay attention to that? So gut health is super important, and um, it's a topic I really um, like actually. Mm -hmm. So, um, y'all, it took me a whole 
40 minutes <laughs> to get in Emily's wheelhouse on the, <laughs> on the topic she likes. <laughs> um, so, okay, so gut health. Um, your immune system is 70% starts in the gut. Mm-hmm. So it's super important to have a healthy gut. So some of my top things that are important for gut health and keeping your immune system going and keeping um, your digestive system on track. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to have appropriate fluid. Mm-hmm. You got to drink all the water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not all the water, but you have to get enough water in. Um, and then on top of that, fiber. But also, like, what causes me bloating may not be the same as what mm-hmm. causes you bloating. So if you are if you have, like, an event or you have a, you know, a competition mm-hmm. or whatever and you don't want to be eating yeah. those foods yeah. right before, you know which things do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so know that. But then also, every day, trying to make sure you get in water and fiber Mm -hmm. Um, with that just to keep everything on track because if things are just like hanging out in your gut that's where problems start so inflammation and and that kind of thing so you want to keep it moving and then um, probiotics Mm -hmm. super important and I don't mean like just supplementing but like getting it from your food so that's where you absorb it the best so Mm -hmm. like yogurt watch the sugar (laughs) yeah Um, or any type of fermented food so Mm -hmm. Um, like sauerkraut or kimchi, which is like the, I think, Asian version of sauerkraut. Anyways, it's really spicy. Yeah, I'll say, uh, I'm learning right now, y'all, so I yeah. can't get any input because I don't know either one of those. Um, kombucha. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. Okay, so it's fermented black tea. It is an acquired taste, so don't go out thinking you're like <laughs> going to have this great thing, but it is yeah. good for your gut. Um, and giving you those probiotics and that kind of thing. Um, so getting those probiotics in through your diet with the fiber, with the water, and then actually staying active. Mm-hmm. So it helps strengthen those, um, those gut walls, you know, mm-hmm. as you're exercising and that kind of thing. Um, and helps with overall gut health as well. I mean, and like she was saying, I mean, I hope some of you pay attention, but um, I'm thinking about some people that I worked with in the past, <clears throat> and of course I'm not going to call you out, but of course some people I worked with in the past who, and, you know, I'm not saying this to be nasty, but um, like when asked about like bowel movements and things like that, <laughs> they would be like, well, I don't use the bathroom except like every three days right. or something like that. Like that's not healthy for, any, for anybody. <laughs> right. Like I'm not even trying to be funny, but like, I'm going to just call it, you know, address up in the room, but like in all decisions for like, anybody. Like that stresses me out. Yeah. Like for, like for me, <laughs> if I go like a day, I'm going to be honest, like, anybody that's in my circle knows if I go, like, a day, I'm, like, thinking like, I'm about to die. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> Don't Google like, the symptoms. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, something is seriously going on. But I think, um, and I'm not sure you can tell me, uh, but I think, like, twice a day is what you should aim for. Like, at least, like, two bowel movements a day. I yeah, think. like, at least one. Yeah, at least I one. I mean, when you're going multiple days, that's, I mean, don't. Don't panic about that, but then I'd, I'd try and, like, assess what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I mean, just pay attention to it, too. I mean, mm-hmm. also, like, not, again, like, I know this is probably, it's like, some people are like, oh, this is nasty. But, you know, uh, 
yeah, it is a part of life, and a lot like you have to pay attention to the consistency, like you know, and <laughs> not straining yourself. Uh, of course, that's where the water comes in, right. and things like that. Um, yeah, because you can you can do all the fiber and mm-hmm. you know, stool softeners and stuff, but it's not gonna work without the water. Yeah, like it's gonna you gonna mess yourself up. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Uh, for sure. You know, make sure that you're you're doing what you need to do as far as that goes. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, it was some. I had a thought like right right there in my head, and I can't think of what it was. But yeah, uh, make sure that you that you you are doing it each day. Oh yeah, I know what I was gonna say. Start each morning off. I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I usually start off each morning. Um, and I've read what you know. Start each morning off when you wake up within the first hour with at least eight ounces of water. Yes. Um. That's gonna wake up your system, wake up the body, and cleanse it as, as well at the same time. So when you wake up, you just down like a bottle or at least half a bottle of water. Yeah, um, like and you've r- gone all night temp. without yeah without water, so you need to rehydrate yourself. And I go, I usually go room temp because I don't like cold water, uh, just in general. But <laughs> that's me. Like I can't stand cold liquids, but I'm weird like that. That's unique. <laughs> so, so, so I mean that that's me. But um, but yeah, I mean as far as uh, gut health goes, what Emily was saying was was very true. Um, Emily, do you have? Can you leave us? We're about to wrap this episode up, and if Emily, I'm gonna call her out on the podcast. I ain't even gonna give her a chance. Okay. I'm getting you back. Uh, I need you to need you to commit. We we got to get you back on the podcast. Okay, again. I'll come back if possible. Uh. Is very funny because Emily, I think she got more comfortable the longer we did this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, can you leave us with one health at, at least? If you have more than one, that's fine. At least one health tip for everybody listening. For just a healthy. Yeah, just overall. Okay, my one health would be instead of you know you think about subtracting. Mm-hmm. You know I'm gonna cut out bread. I'm gonna cut out this. Okay, instead of subtracting, think about adding. So you just add a bunch of fruits and vegetables to your diet. Very elementary, mm-hmm. but you're talking high volume, low calorie. And if I had to give you guys one health tip, I would say eat a bowl of greens uh, at least once a day or every other day or every three days. There you go. <laughs> when I say a bowl of greens, like not like greens, but like something leafy something green. Something green. Um, whether that be spinach uh some type of salad, anything like that, and when it, when salads like don't don't make them into sandwiches, <laughs> like because you can make a salad super unhealthy, right? Uh, but a healthy, uh, nice big bowl of whatever, because uh, I don't know, I don't think we talked about this, but salad or leafy greens really don't carry that many calories. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you you really can't kill yourself with eating a bunch of them, right. and you'll get full too, um, right. protein as well. Uh, make sure you, you get a, a good amount, a good portion of protein in your in each meal, um, because that will keep you full for a while, and um, it also helps your body burn fat. For believe sure. it or not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's my Emily. You need you need to critique me on anything besides my binge eating. No, that's, <laughs> we'll talk about that after. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So as I say all the time, guys, uh, remember to do those things that legends do. Take the road, not travel. Um, Make sure you're getting your reps each and every day, whether that be physical, mental, spiritual. Um, make sure you're getting your reps each and every day because every day we can't go physically. Like, you can't work out every single day, but you can get reps mentally so you can work on your, your mental health. 
Um, and you also also should work on your spiritual health each and every day as well. And so remember to do those things that legends do and be legendary.